Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today, we are talking about the journey from going from front of desk to top 1% of the industry. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. All right, guys, we are back. And today we have a very special guest. We have Fane Grant with us. Uh, it's pretty cool, and we're going to get into who Fane is and what she's yeah. all about, but she started with very humble beginnings, <laughs> uh, working front desk at a real estate office, and has done pretty much every single job you can do in real estate, <laughs> and this year qualified as the number, what's my number? I, I wrote down your other one. Was it 13? 14. 14. 14. <laughs> number 14 out yes. of 3,500 realtors in the Fraser Valley Board. Fane, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> glad, so glad you came. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Just took an hour drive with a little bit of snow in the Fraser Valley here, but you know. Yeah. No, I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, we're really excited too because uh, what isn't covered in that little intro for you is that you started here for a long time, or I guess your very first front desk job was not Remax All Points. Is that right? That's right. Yes. But you were an assistant to Wendy McRae. Yes. And yep. if listeners to the show know, don't know Wendy McRae's name, uh, Wendy McRae was married to Jerry Major, yep. who was, we've talked about many times, <laughs> Matt's mentor, and he started off working under him. And then you went from assistant to licensed realtor with Wendy. And you correct me if I got any of this timeline wrong. And then Wendy retired yes. and you yes. got amalgamated into the Jerry and Matt <laughs> team. Yes. And we could even say that Jeremy Ray, who isn't here with us today, took your spot when you eventually he took my spot. left. That's so, right. Yes. So today you get to take his spot. Oh on my goodness. The show. That's right. Yes. Oh, that's. <laughs> little pleasure doing that actually no yeah. I'm kidding um that's that's almost right um yeah. the I actually started with Jerry um as an unlicensed assistant for a short period of time even before oh, Deb Newson came so really? when I came back I came back working with Wendy McRae because oh, okay. I had already had experience working in the back end cool. with Jerry so so yeah it's been it's been an interesting journey put it that way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and we're gonna get into all sorts of Talking about that journey and the tactics going from being a buyer's agent, you worked on a few different teams, not just Jerry Major. Right. So we'll get all into that stuff. But um, before we do, Matt, how are you doing? What's what's going on? I've, I'm lost now. This is a lot of setup. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Fair enough. I'm, I'm a little lost too. I don't have any sort of real estate check-in. Um, I do have uh, – I woke up this morning to like – 95 messages in a WhatsApp nice. group. I, I have a, a real estate uh, sort of brainstorming that's, that's a WhatsApp group of uh, it's realtors all across Canada. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what could they be talking about? 95 messages. Well, they got a three hour head start on you. They do, <laughs> but this was not real estate related. There's a, uh, did you see the news about that cruise liner? Uh, oh, the the Japanese? Ja Japanese cruise ship that they quarantined? Yeah, there's a realtor from Langley no. in my group who's on that ship. Oh. And she's on that ship with her elderly parents. and So stay in your room. 14 days quarantined in a tiny little room. Uh, the ship, I guess, is having uh, food issues. So they're having to really ration how much people can eat. She was like, yeah, I got a piece of watermelon and a cup of yogurt this morning for breakfast. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow, that's super scary. stressful. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 10 confirmed coronavirus yeah, there's 10 confirmed cases on, on that the ship. on that ship wow. so far yeah, apparently they're going through and checking everyone's temperature like multiple times a day and it's uh so they're just spreading it around the ship <laughs> yeah they're just using one thermometer <laughs> and everybody's licking it so my mom's actually leaving for malaysia and thailand today and wow. uh, they decided that they're still going to take their vacation that they had planned for months and oh, you man. know my mom's soaking wet is about 90 pounds and i'm just like well, oh gosh be careful <laughs> maybe tell her you know a realtor who made that same decision and is now quarantined on a ship. She's, she's gone she left this morning oh no <laughs> I, know. I gave her all my hand sanitizer and she bought masks and everything i just 
Oh, wow. You fingers see those, crossed. You see those people wearing the bottles on their heads? I did. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> That's just over the top. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, okay, so that reminds me. My check-in is kind of like I've been double-timing as, like, dad and other stuff today because right. one, one of my kids was sick yesterday. And it's sort of like she just had a little cold and she wasn't great, but she didn't go to school. And, and it's none of this flu type stuff. But when we sent her to school today, it's like when people ask why you miss school, mm. like be really careful about what you say. You know, like because yeah. you don't want to be the kid everybody's pointing their finger at like you've got corona. Every time wow. I cough in front of someone right now, there's a part of me that's like, do they think I have coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a flu, man. Well, it's I mean. I think people can overreact, but it it's no, it's a dangerous. It's flu. it's definitely dangerous. But anyway, this is a real estate show, <laughs> so exciting uh, hot topics. We didn't even talk about the State of the Union. And on that note, let's get into our main topic. Come on, let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Wrong. National debt. Wrong. Wrong. Advocate. Wrong. With that money, you lost one. Wrong. Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. So let's, let's start off by talking about your journey, because mm-hmm. what a journey. And <laughs> like, yeah. like, this is, and this is probably about, it was 2010 you started? Uh, as a licensed realtor, as yes. A li- oh, licensed since 2010. So yeah. this is more than a 10-year journey. Absolutely it is, yeah, yeah. I, I guess my very first question is, when you first applied to work at the front desk, did you, ha- did you have aspirations of becoming a realtor? Like, was was that part of the plan? Like, okay, I'm going to learn how this goes? Or what, what, where was your head at? You know what's so interesting is, is no, I had no idea. So um, I was actually taking um, a business administration college course up in Terrace, BC, which is up, up north in a very small town. <laughs> and um, so the REMAX office there, um, they had a total of about eight agents at the time. So it was like the office to be in. But um, they had um, an internal job posting for a part-time uh receptionist hmm. and um so of course I thought that was awesome and uh and went and applied and got the job and um I ended up becoming um I ended up doing really well there and um I was sort of you know front desk reception as well as you know somewhat assistance to all of the other realtors because oh, nobody okay. had assistance there that was unheard yeah. of <laughs> right <laughs> um but uh but then yeah I um the the owner of the Remax there I actually um he really encouraged me to get my get my license and I was like I mean I was probably what 21 I was very young at the time, and uh, and so he kind of you know started the oh maybe I should I don't know let's see where this goes right yeah um, but uh, but I knew I had a lot to to learn and and I, I knew I had a long journey ahead of me before I could get to that point so I was sort of you know wanting to learn everything I could from behind the scenes before even coming close to to being a licensed realtor. Right. Well, I think this is a fascinating throwback to our first episode we did for season two, which is why new agents fail. Yes, right? I listened to that. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. I was actually driving when I when I was listening to it, and I was talking out loud. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I agree exactly. <laughs> You know, there has to be a willingness to learn, yes. pay your dues. Of course, now I talked about my method of obviously learning from Jerry, but I learned from one agent. Yes. Now, you have the benefit of having learned from being licensed and learning from a number of different agents yes. and being unlicensed and having experience with other agents. Which were the agents you worked for as an unlicensed assistant? So I was with Wendy McRae yeah. um, and I was with uh, Jerry Major. Yeah. Now, am I wrong? Two agents spend- who absolutely crushed it. Did you like, not spend a little bit of time with Todd and Karen? Very short period okay. of time. I, okay. I, I mean, I think with them it was about two months. So it's a very short, oh, okay. short period of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But yes, I did. <laughs> huh. Wow. Where I'm sitting now. In our office. What? That was Todd's office. That was Todd's office? Yeah, yeah so to the, to the far right-hand side and to the right there in the corner. <laughs> We're getting into such inside baseball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, and then just to map it out. So after you... We're an unlicensed assistant. You became a buyer's agent. Is that is that fair to is that the term that we would use we when you were on really, the Jerry Major team? We didn't team? use that terminology. No. within he didn't like team. labels. 
No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't really that. I felt like, um, you know, I was kind of being trained in, in all of the positions. Everything, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, certainly I think with most new agents, they start out naturally as buyer's agents. And right. then as you get more experienced, you kind of get more comfortable going into list, the listing side of things. But that wasn't Jerry's model. He, uh, he just... You were kind of doing a little bit of everything, yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah, and I was shadowing. I did a lot of shadowing for listing appointments. So I, I, I yeah. learned so much from that standpoint <laughs> And then <laughs> by doing that. And then did you go directly, because you worked with uh, Darcy, who's also a, uh, yes. I'm not even going to try to say Darcy's last name, Schleck, Schleck, Schleck Yeah. Anyway, uh, Darcy is also a very prolific agent uh, here amazing. in New West. Yes. Um, did you go straight from Team Jerry to Team Darcy? I did, yes. Okay. Yep. And and were those the two major teams that you kind of worked with? Was yeah. there a, so? Yeah. Those two agents are very different agents. They are polar <laughs> opposite. Yeah. So, I, yeah, they're polar opposite. Yeah, it's a completely 100%. different world. Like, yeah. Like yeah. I would love to know what your biggest takeaways, like what sort of the thing you learned and were able to implement when you went out on your own from each of them would be very yes. interesting. I think absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, what I learned from Jerry's team and and Matt as well. I learned a lot from Matt. Um, I I learned. Um, contracts. I learned the the proper way of doing things. I learned the data, how to run a business, how to put implement the systems, top producer, contact management relationship system. Um, so those like... Jerry's very systematized. He's very systematic. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and in that respect, I learned so much about organizing. Um, and then when I went to go work with Darcy, it was a lot more of the marketing and, um, you know, client relationships that okay. I learned from her. Yeah. So two completely opposite <laughs> sides of the spectrum. Yeah. What was really neat, though, is that I was able to take two very different things and sort of amalgamate them together when I did go out on my own. And, and that's how you get to be top 1%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It didn't happen overnight, though. Trust me. It yeah. was definitely a, a long journey. Yeah. Huh. But you need all of it. You do. Right? And yeah. I think that's just, that's fantastic just to see, like, pull some of this, pull some of that. Yeah. And then have the intellect to do all of it, yeah. right? Because some people can learn it, but they can't execute on all of it. Some people are really good at the energy, the marketing, making friends, but they can't stay organized. 100%. <laughs> and you know what's really funny is that I used to think of myself as a very organized person. And then as soon as I got to be busy in real estate, it was like oh. all that organization skills just went completely out the window. <laughs> like, done. <laughs> It's easy to be organized when there aren't like fires to put out everywhere. Well, that's just it. When you're yeah. sitting at your desk and you have your way of doing things, everything is very systematic and that's, and right. that's perfect. But um, then when you're out and about and actually, yeah, doing real estate, like as a realtor, um, yeah, it's all so, of that organization goes out the window. Awesome. I want to talk more about sort of the fame we don't know, because we knew fame for a couple years and then yes. we left and we haven't heard much for five years. Yeah. But before we pass on to that, I just sort of want to close with the, the, years where we did know you that the time where you were working with Jerry and I, Jeff asked like, oh, is Fane a buyer's agent? Yeah. Not so much. Like Fane would spend a lot of time doing everything. And that's how I started too. I yep. followed Jerry everywhere he went. Yes. So the first year that we were in business, I did all the deals I did and I went everywhere he went as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was great. But the big thing and I was telling Jeff this the other day when you were working with us was you know, we'd be like, well, you know, we need to fill our open houses. We have lots of listings. So mm -hmm. you go to one, I go to a different one. Yep. Well, like an open house didn't go by where Fane didn't make a friend. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I, yeah that, that's true. That's super interesting. Yeah, Matt said you were like one of the absolute best people ever at picking up open house leads. Really? Oh my yeah. goodness, that's oh, yeah. awesome. I d yeah, I mean, it was so long ago, my goodness. But um, but yeah, no, definitely connecting with people on a face-to-face -face level, that's definitely where I, that's 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 where I do the best as far as getting clients and really sort of establishing that, um, you know, that first impression. So if we went back, if you had been on our episode about why new agents fail, yes. and you were in charge of telling a new agent how to meet people at open houses, what would be the piece of advice you would give them? Uh... Don't be the typical salesperson right. um, and don't sound too desperate um, because honestly, people can smell that, right? Yeah. And as soon as you, you know, start asking like the, you know, like the, the basic questions that everybody asks and if you hop on them too aggressively, then, you know, their natural repellent is to say no and to walk away and say, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking. Thanks. I'm, I'm fine. Right. I'm fine. Leave me alone. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, I think it's like you have to talk to them as like a real individual person. You have to kind of know, you know, you kind of pick up their body language and see, you know, what kind of person they are. Are they super, you know, friendly with me or are they a little bit more quieter? And so you kind of have to match, you know, communicate with them in such a way that um, that they 
that they like to communicate. And I think that's just people skills. Yeah. Really. Awesome. So yeah, let's get into Fane post team. So you've learned everything as an unlicensed assistant. Yes. And then you've been part of two very successful, but very different real estate teams. Mm Mm-hmm. What is the point where you're like, you know what, it's time to do this on my own? Like, how how does that change happen? Um, so I think I went through, you know, a, a, a process within my first five years of being licensed. I was like, I'm learning so many things of all these teams that I'm working with, and I'm trying to mimic their persona because as a member of their team, you have to present what they represent, right. so to speak. So I was still kind of trying to find what's, what's, what's my thing? What am I good at? Like, Mm. how do I, where do I fit in, in, in the whole grand scheme of things, I guess you could say, where's my niche, right? I was still trying to figure out what my style was. And, um, I think, so after leaving Darcy, I, um, I mean, I, I left because we went to Abbotsford. Um, and so I, Oh, so you, you moving was the sort of inciting incident to changing things up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And we still did sort of work together from a distance, so to speak. Um, and we still refer clients back and forth and stuff. But um, but yeah, like that's that's essentially why why I left right. um, Yeah, the team there. So I, I hope this question does not offend you in any way. Not at all. <laughs> Nothing can offend me. Nothing can at this point in time, trust me. Well, no, and, and what did. you just said applies to what I'm about to ask. Right, yes. Because, um, you know, we've interacted a little bit online. But, you know, when you were here, I saw you every day. Yes. And... I would say the difference between you in this office mm-hmm. today versus mm-hmm. you in the office when you were last here yeah. is is you're almost a completely different person. Yes. It, <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. It, it was yeah. very clear when you were at the office that you knew what you were doing and you were good at it. But what was missing, which I think is so clear now, like yeah. talking to you now, you yeah. are one of the most confident people we've talked to about real estate. No, like it, it exudes they know what you're talking about yes. and you are confident in that. Yes. I don't think that was present when you were here at the office, no. especially not the way it is now. Yeah, exactly. Your statement about like, well, you can't offend me is a perfect example of what I'm <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did that build? Because yeah. I, assu- I assume... and. You tell me if I'm wrong, but it, I assume it wasn't went out on my own and boom, top 1%, easy peasy. <laughs> I, I wish. I wish. No. Um, so, I mean, it's it's true. I think back on how I was, you know, when I was in this office, I was in a very different place, you know, mindset-wise. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure people were probably taking bets whether or not I would, you know, last in the business or not, right? I, I don't think anybody thought you wouldn't. Yeah, I'll stop you right the there. We all knew you could do it. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> That's surprising. <laughs> but I will say, I don't think if you went around the office and said, hey, who's going to turn into an absolute rock star? Right. That it would have been like, well, Fane's going to just crush it out of the park. Like that. Uh, and and yeah. you wouldn't say that about most people in the office. Totally. That's not a knock on you at all. That's just totally. top 1% is one out of 100, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. And yeah. carry on with, with obviously how the confidence built. But, yeah. I, but I will say, like, I remember when you chose to leave and you're making a change. And the one thing I said was like, you, you need to stay here at our office. Yeah. You can do this. And you just looked at me and you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, no, you can <laughs> do this. <laughs> and, and, and we, I wasn't the only one, like it yeah. was, everybody knew, but anyway, tell yeah. us more about how yeah. it built up. So I guess, you know, when I first was licensed, you know, I was in my early twenties and it's funny, you look back on your twenties mm-hmm. now, I mean, I'm 36 and I'm, you know, not by any means, you know, older than, you know, cause older than can be, but, um, I, in my early twenties, I thought I had it all under control. I thought I knew everything. And then, you know, after going through a few breakups and going through, you know, some, some soul searching by the end of my twenties, I realized I had no idea <laughs> anything about life at all whatsoever. So I really had to, um, you know, kind of go through the self-discovery and rediscover who I was. Right. But then, you know, what, I think the, the biggest problem that I had when I was still working with a team, I was trying to learn everything, but then not make any mistakes. Right. right? And so I didn't want to, um, you know, I was afraid of making like you were Jerry mad or Darcy mad or, and it is just, that's just, that's just my mindset because I'm such a people pleaser Mm. almost to a fault. And so, you know, I would get stuck in my head. I would overanalyze and then, you know, paralysis by analysis, I think is the the best Mm -hmm. term for it. So, um, you know, to kind of be able to, to kind of, you know, like my journey going out to Abbotsford, it's almost like I started, I kind of had to regroup. I had to start fresh. I mean, I had to start from the beginning, really, because I know I'm not from Abbotsford originally. I don't know anybody out there. Um, 
but I did live in Chilliwack for a while. So like I am familiar with that sort of er- like area wise. That's good to tell people though, because a lot of people think, oh, the tr- key to being successful in real estate is you have to have grown up there. Totally, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, it's going to take you longer to kind of establish what you do in your business. But yeah, um, yeah no, it's definitely it's I, I started completely from scratch out there. So um you know, I think I tried, I, I felt like I was treading water for a really long time and I was kind of getting to know, you know, what office I wanted to be with, you know, what kind of my style was. And yeah. I really had to try a lot of different things, um, you know, marketing wise, style wise, just, I, I tried everything. I, you know, bought every lead generation system in the book and I wasted <laughs> so much money on everything. Right. Um, and so, and then, you know, I, bu- I bounced around from a few different brokerages as well too. And, um, You know, then um, I realized that I have all these skills and they're all in my head. And how do I execute them? Because I would, you know, spend so much time just doing, you know, feature sheets and all this. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm the 80-20 rule, you know? Like, I know know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing, but I just didn't really know how to um, organize myself in such a way to to put it all into perspective. So um, a couple things happened. I ended up getting a business coach who... um, really kind of get me got me on the right track as far as like okay what are you good at mm-hmm. what do you like doing what do you not like doing what's your forte and where do you need help i was like oh my gosh <laughs> wow this is magical <laughs> and um and and then i also um started my own geographic farm which i think has been an absolute game changer and literally after about 7 years of feeling like <gasps> when am i going to catch a break it's like all of a sudden, everything just kind of fell into place. So all this training, all of the skills, all of this and that, and everything that I've sort of learned for the past seven years, boom, it all came <laughs> together. And it was like, all of a sudden, it happened. And it, I mean, it, it, it's, been, it's been great. It's been amazing. So for our non-realtor uh, listeners, a geographic farm is when you yes. pick a specific area and you try to market pretty heavily. Yes. What are the nuts and bolts of that? Like, how big is your farm? How yeah. many How many homes? Um. So it's it started at about three hundred and fifty. Okay. Um, and because it's it's a polygon development of townhouses. And is this where you live as yes, well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's also where I live, and that is huge. <laughs> right. That's huge. So, Especially when you have a, a child that gets you out of the house and right? constantly like in the middle of the street meeting people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So all of these, th- yeah. So anyway, so it's it was about 350 homes and then now it's grown to about 500. Yeah. And we're also waiting for a new condo building to be built. So it's going to go about another 150 units on top of that as well, which is great. Um, and then, yeah, so it's sort of, you know, I mean, it's mar- sending market updates in the form of a nice newsletter and, you know, um, that's kind of the first thing that I started to do consistently. And then and, I would do... And was that once a month? Once a month. Yeah. yeah. So I have a company do that for me and it's probably, you know, more expensive yeah. than it needs to be. But you know what? They're on it. They get, It looks really nice. And it was like, all of a sudden, I started yeah. getting these calls. Um, like, come list me calls. I'm like, yeah, come list me calls. I love that. <laughs> and, um, and then... How, how long did you mail it before it started getting calls? About six months, not yeah. even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I combine that with, you know, like different marketing strategies that I'm learning from my coach as well, too. So, you know, like monthly or monthly mailers and then, you know, like little cards that are, you know, I just buy them in bulk and, you know, yeah. get them printed out or whatever. Are they like sold cards? Or uh, are they, no, no. Yeah. They all take, they all take you to a landing page, which is like, what's my home, my West Abbey town home kind right. of thing. Dot yeah. CA, right. So it's just kind of like a, what's, what's my home worth. And I don't really think many people actually go to the landing page, but it's just a way for, you know, to be top of mind. Right. So I yeah. sent that, I send those out twice a month plus my plus my newsletter. And then I also do events. Like I do so many events for the Westerly like community as well. And I feel like that's really been, um, where I've been able to connect with, with the people. Cause they meet you. Else. At, yeah. So yeah. What, what's an example, like what's a really successful event that you've, you've um, done? so I do, um, two garage sales per year. Nice. Um, this summer I did like, a, a like, um, every Friday nights at Westerly. So every Friday night after dinner, we would, you know, do like a movie or we would do like balloons or, you know, like, cause we have this amazing clubhouse. Oh, I didn't tell you that. So we have this this amazing clubhouse Yeah. and um, there's like an outdoor pool. There's a party room. There's a gym. There's like, there's, and there's an outdoor playground. So it's like, it's a great facility to be able to, to rent out. 
And um, and so I hired a magician and had a pizza party. And then literally we had probably about 200 people just crammed in this party room with this magician who's just, he's killing it. And it's, yeah. it's amazing. So, so uh, like stuff like that. I mean, right. Yeah. 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 How, how many events in a year would you say you do? I try and do either once a month or once every two months. Wow. Yeah. So we're having a Valentine's Day pizza party on Valentine's Day. For, is, for all is the it kids. like it's just expected now? Like people see you and they're like, "What's yeah, next?" Yeah, yeah. I, I was. It's so funny. <laughs> this, is, this is really cool, actually, because when you started off, you're like, "Oh, I have a farm," and let's be clear, a lot of agents have a farm. Yes. And a lot of agents mail twelve times a year. Yes. And then that's the end of their farm. Yes. And I feel like the missing piece mm-hmm. is what you painted afterwards. The and then I'm doing these things so they can meet me yes. and they can build a human connection. Yeah. And you're a real person. You're not just junk mail. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. And so the other thing that I did too is I, 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 I mean, I drive a minivan, so like the most uncool vehicle ever. <laughs> but everybody else drives minivans there too, right? So it's, it's, and then, so I put my marketing all over it as well. So whenever I'm like driving around in the complex, people see it all the time too. Yeah. So And your, your branding's sharp. Like it's, it's very... Uh, it's modern. It's fun. It's kind of cartoony. Yeah. It. Um. I. I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong here. I feel like there's some inspiration from Darcy's branding. Absolutely. Like they, they, there's a. They're not the same, but they've got sort of a similar energy yes. to them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one thing that I did take from from Darcy. She's got a, an amazing creative eye, and I was yeah. just like, yes, I want that. <laughs> right. Not to copy it, but just you know to kind of take it totally. into my own direction, right? Yeah, and for sure. you know, being that we're in two different areas, it's not you know competing against each other. I mean, at Abbotsford yeah. and Chilliwack, right? And, right. I don't know, think Darcy's going out there. Nobody too much. wants to go out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that that quote's gonna come back to haunt you. <laughs> no, you know what? I I love it out there. I think that's been um, that was a huge thing that changed for me as well too. Moving out there, I think um, you know the traffic, the stresses of traffic, and just being able to show property, and parking. Like we don't pay for parking in Abbotsford, right? I mean, I except, missed that. except for the hospital, that's the only time you ever pay for parking. Right. So, and then even you know, like uh, in Chilliwack. So I would say a good fifty percent of my business is in Chilliwack as well too. I, I invest a lot of online marketing dollars into to Chilliwack marketing yeah um because there's it's it's such a nice little community and I know it so well and um there's just there's a lot of turnover happening there as well too there's a lot of expansion but um but it, it's just it, I find in the Fraser Valley everybody's so much more relaxed everybody is like it's not so uptight right okay well you're you're I'm not ready to transition to into that just yet, yes. although I want to come back to that. I okay. want to talk about the differences yes. between Fraser Valley and, and whatnot. But yeah, there, of course. There, there are a couple more things I'd like to have sure. just a bit chat yeah. about. Yeah. You were talking about coaching. Yes. And yeah. we haven't talked about this much on the show, but I'm a big uh, uh, supporter of getting a real estate coach as yes. well. I, I'm with Richard Robbins. You're with uh, Tom, Tom Ferry. Perry. Yes. I always get the two... It, father and son is Tom Ferry Mike the, Ferry Tom Ferry and which is the father and which is the son so Mike Ferry is like um, Jerry and Wendy's uh, okay. generation and then Tom Ferry is kind of like Tom today's. is the younger yeah okay yeah so uh, Mike yeah. Ferry he still does his demographic but I find that it's um, older realtors it's like the older demographic and his that's stuff still. that I've seen is getting kind of grumpy there's, there's a lot yes. of like yes <laughs> like. <laughs> and that's and that's where, you know, I mean, I could I could go on forever about coaching, but that's where you, you have to find like, um, you know, you have to find a coach that that you're going to feel really comfortable with and that you're going to you kind of really relate to. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's almost like having a mentor. Right. Like, you know, once you learn how to, you know, have like a, a real estate mentor and learn everything there, you kind of it's like, how do I how do I implement that and right. really kind of put it into play? And, you know, I, I, I describe it as being a realtor to a business owner. And those are two very different things because real estate school does not teach you how to do that. At, at all. <laughs> no, yeah. they teach you don't get sued. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Well, all of our courses are sponsored by E&O. So it, it's right. 100% how to not get sued. So what, Yes. Um, when you were talking about the coaching, one thing I thought was quite interesting, because I've done two, uh, I did coaching with Buffini, and then I kind of yeah. hit a, okay. a plateau where I was like, I'm not getting much out of this. Right. And then um, I was at a Richard Robbins event and I was talking to Richard and he was like, oh, you think this is something you're interested in? And I'm like, well, I plateaued with this other thing. And he had the great line. He was like, oh, Buffini might hate that he said this. But uh, he was like, oh, you know, I like Buffini and what he teaches. But think of that as high school graduation yeah. versus 
university education. Right. And at first I was like, oh, what a line. Like, you're so, <laughs> so full of it. <laughs> but having been through the systems, you know, I yeah. think it's correct. And the biggest difference to me, which I think if somebody's thinking about getting a coach, mm-hmm. is what you said as well. I don't know anything about Tom Ferry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard you say... He asked me what my strengths were. Yes. He, we talked about what I'm good at. It sounds like it's a very personalized to you business plan. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffini teach, taught lots of stuff that is still relevant to my business today. Mm-hmm. But there was one system for everybody and you learned how to work it. That's right. Whereas in Richard Robbins, like there was another agent, Wes, who also did coaching and we, we were in it around the same time. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? And we were doing entirely different things. Because Wes yeah. and I are very different people. Totally. And the stuff that works for Wes would not work for me and vice versa. Exactly. Um, which I think is really important that if you do get into coaching, that you get one that isn't just one system, one size fits all. Because yep. um, I don't know. It just doesn't. Well, and I've had multiple coaches with Tom Ferry as well, yeah. too. So, I mean, who you get as a coach definitely plays a factor into what right. you're going to get out of it as well. Um, I mean, I have uh, my coach right now. She was my original coach, and then she had to take a leave of absence for a while. Um, but she was amazing. She's a, a, a realtor in Toronto. And um, she's I, I can see myself as her in 10 years from now, right? Like, yeah. So like, I can really, really relate to her. And then for the past year and a half, I've had um, another coach um, from, from Toronto as well. And his style was more sort of data and, and systematic, where it, it was awesome too. I learned so much. From, from that style as well. And then now I'm back with, with Janelle, right? And so um, to kind of, you know, like, again, and it's just like yeah. learning everything from different teams, but from the coaching perspective, right? So you kind of get a little, you, you take what you want and then you kind of implement it and how it works for you. Yeah. And, and on that note, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be an awkward transition, but uh, taking what you want and implementing what works for you. Yes. Um, you recently went to EXP. Yes. Realty. Now, yes. for those who don't know, EXP is kind of this new idea in mm-hmm. real estate where it's essentially a virtual brokerage. Mm-hmm. There is no office space, um, very different than your traditional brokerage models. Yes. And this is purely selfish, but I'm curious. What was that like? Because <laughs> you, you weren't there very long. You switched back That's to a right. traditional model. Yeah. 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 And it's funny. My phone has been ringing off the hook, actually, about, oh, um, really? oh Fane, what happened? Oh. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Now really... that we've got you trapped in a room. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. Um, no, so, so the truth of the matter is, is I've actually been watching the company even before they came into BC. I had, um, an introduction to it about two and a half years ago. And, um, you know, like, of course my theme is the modern realtor and I was, Mm -hmm. you know, like I really love the technology aspect of, of what they've got going. So I've been watching the company and I've been watching it grow and I'm, you know, now that it's come to BC and, you know, so I was just like my curiosity, I, I have a really... Yeah. Uh, curious mind, I guess you could say, right? <laughs> so anyways, um, th- my curiosity was just getting so <laughs> demanding. Like it's this like, little voice in my head that was so demanding. But um, it was really hard for me to leave home life in the first place because I really love my office. Like my, my managing right. broker is phenomenal and just the atmosphere there. It's just, it's it's a really good office um, for, for my area. So when I left... I was like, you know, I had the mindset that maybe this wasn't going to be permanent. I had to go check it out, though, right? <laughs> okay. Like, I had to go see what it was all about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I had a girlfriend that was, that was you know, her and her husband was, was part of the team. So, um, so anyway, so I, I transitioned over. And I just realized very early on that um, it just wasn't for, it wasn't for me. Like, it's, yeah. I, I enjoy having the home base. I enjoy having the, the, the office to be able to go to, um, you know, a lot of the conveyancing stuff, um, you know, we're as as agents, we're expected to do that. And I, my, my poor assistant, I mean, she was having a hard time with an onboarding (coughs) process. So, you know, I think, um, I I think that they have a really, a a great thing going. Um, but, but it was sort of a team decision that, um, you know, around the new year we were, you know, had a team meeting and I have a team. I'm not sure if I told you guys that. No, we didn't talk about that. How big is your team? Um, so I have two unlicensed assistants. One lives on Pender Island and she's my tra- transaction oh, coordinator. Cool. Yeah, she used to live in Abbotsford and uh, she's been with me for quite some time. Um, and then I have uh, another unlicensed assistant who also lives in Westerly. I brought her in. <laughs> I, I, I did a past client and now she now she lives right next door to me conveniently. And she comes to 
team works from my home office. And then I've just hired um, a, a new agent who just got her license. And so I'm going to get oh, her awesome. on board. And It's and the circle of life. It really is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we just moved into a new place um, in August. And so now we have a home office. So I'm able to kind of work with baby on my hip. And, you know, nice. like it's it, it's really good. But um what were we talking about? You were just about? talking EXP. about your team. Yes. Well, you, you yes. like so having the team. A team. We, had, we were having a team meeting. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I just kind of, I was chatting with my, with my transaction coordinator and she's just, you know, we were like, okay, what would you, what would you think about if we went back to home life today? And she, she says, it would be a huge relief off my shoulders. And I'm like, good. Me yeah. too. Okay. It's definite. It's very apparent that this is our home, you know, like our, this is where we belong. This is what we're comfortable with. It just makes sense. And so we just transitioned back very quickly. There you go. True or false? Because you hear all sorts of stuff about EXP. Of course. Do you pay to talk to a manager? Is that is that correct or is that propaganda? A man- managing broker? Yeah. Like if you have a question for a managing broker, do you have to? No. So that goes around. Like I hear that all really? the time. Really? Like $100 every time you want to talk to. Not that I know of. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no. No. <laughs> okay. No, no. Um, the, the managing brokers, I mean, it's, you know, they, they have like a a workplace chat system. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty, you know, there's always going to be some managing brokers on hand if you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, it's just all virtual. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we get into some of the, uh, fun, uh, differences between. Yeah. Let's take a moment here. Take a break for a second. Take a little break. We'll come back and we'll talk about how the Abbotsford market is different from New West Tri-Cities and kind of what's going on there. Yep. So, Fane. Yes. Abbotsford, New West, <laughs> yeah, totally the same market. Like, what, what are what are the uh, what are like the big concerns mm-hmm. that come up in Abbotsford that don't come up in New West? Um, I would say so. The biggest thing here is, um, you know, I remember to be like the oil tanks, the underground oil storage tanks, right? Like, I mean, that doesn't happen in Abbotsford. Really. No oil tanks out in Abbotsford. N- not not many. I mean, you know, certain if they fit the t- the criteria, then obviously you have to to you know do your due diligence. But for the most part, most of the homes are you know 1970s, and that's the oldest right. one you're going to get, right? Um, I find that in the Fraser Valley, you got to worry about grow ops more than anything else. Oh yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and and work done without permit. That's you know people do work without permit yeah. all the time right and so now it's obviously becoming you know more of an issue than it was five years ago but but yeah i would say um you know yeah y- yeah grow up sir <laughs> <laughs> well and you know like new west coquitlam tri-cities like it's it's high density yes. compared to you know where you are right so you yeah. do a lot like a good mix of condos and then houses obviously mm-hmm. when you're here so mm-hmm. when you go there yeah. i mean you could be working with farms you could be working with a house on 5 acres which is a little different exactly right? yeah and it's funny that yeah just as you were talking about that it sort of triggered my my uh, thought process that yeah definitely if you are doing um if you are doing a, a large acreage property i mean there's definitely different things that you're going to have to look for you know is it on a septic system versus a well and then you have to do the water quality testing and then you have to do the extra you know testing for the septic system so those are all the things that I kind of had to learn on the <laughs> right, fly when yeah. I was going out there I'm like oh <laughs> I've never done anything larger than 10,000 square foot lot like okay um and uh so so yeah but but you know it's also just a matter of getting getting the right um you know knowing when to to ask and you know learning as much as you can and that's that's just what I did right I just had to you know, immerse myself in in everything and yeah. think of every possible scenario and yeah who are the first time buyers like where where are the, where does your typical abbotsford first time buyer come from are they moving in from langley or where where do they I'm super curious about where the steps are along yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So since the 2016, 2017 market, definitely we're getting a lot of um, people that are from Langley and, you know, they're coming out because they've been priced out of, right. of Langley, right? Yep. Um, and then definitely as you come into Abbotsford, um, prices do get a lot better. Um, and then you have that certain group of people that skip Abbotsford altogether and they just go right to Chilliwack yeah, right. because it, yeah. it's a totally different type of community out there. Yep. And, um, and they think, oh, it's only half an hour, right? <laughs> and then, so I've had a lot of clients that have come out to the Fraser Valley and working in like, you know, South Surrey or White Rock. And then, you know, they do it for two years and then they're like, okay, we got to go back. <laughs> I'm a victim of what you're describing. Like I've, I've sold probably two homes in Chilliwack. Okay. Like very rarely do I, I get out. Uh, there. Yeah. But every time I've gone out, I hit Abbotsford and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm almost there. 
<laughs> and then like, like yeah. mentally, it's not half an hour away until I'm driving, and I'm like, oh right, there, there's still there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and see, the thing is, is if I'm driving from Abbotsford to Chilliwack, that drive is so. I mean, you're just going straight, and yeah, you really no you don't deal. get any right. traffic at all. But then coming to Langley or to Surrey, I'm just like, oh, like I would way rather drive out to yeah. Agassiz or Hope than go into Surrey, just because it's you know yeah. it's it's so much more of a peaceful peaceful drive and it's just everything is a lot more laid back do you get many clients who are commuting all the way into vancouver or is that sort of out the door not really not really i think the farthest um that we typically get is about surrey okay yeah so a lot of people who work in surrey live out in abbotsford yeah abbotsford chilliwack even that makes sense yep so um, you talk about how some people go to Chilliwack and maybe that was too far yes. and then they have to move soon after, yes. which not ideally what we want for our clients. No, of course. But it is good for business. <laughs> um, That's right. It and keeps, I, keeps and it going. I, and I have a curiosity because you mentioned your farm where you live in your townhouse complex. Yeah. Westerly has 350 townhouses. Yeah. That's not very many. Yeah. Like in, in, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, only so many can turn over at a time. Yeah. Are you noticing that it's a transitional space where people come in, start a family, move to a house in Abbotsford, or do they leave Abbotsford and go somewhere else? Is there kind of a more typical process? Yeah, yeah. Um, so so we're, it started at 350 and now it's about 500. Right. Um, what's great about a townhouse um, geographic farm is that nobody stays there for more than five years, right? <laughs> the average is three years and then in, they're like, ah, too many stairs, not enough room. I'm going to stop you right there. Yes. Yeah. In Abbotsford. Yes. Nobody, like that statement is probably very true. Yeah. In New West, townhouses are the end game for a lot of families <laughs> yeah. at this point. Right. <laughs> like... right. And, and that's, and you know what's funny is, is yeah. when I was going out there, it was the same, like I had the same mindset. Yeah. You know, like I had to kind of, I know now, now, now I'm a true Fraser Valley, yeah. right? But, um, but yeah, so most people, they do want to transition into, into right. a house. And so I find that, you know, when they're moving out of Abbotsford, they'll either go purchase a single family detached in Chilliwack, Mission, um, you know, any of the, you know, sort of mm-hmm. cheaper places. And I say that with quotations, but just, you know, where your dollar will get you farther, usually in smaller communities, usually farther east. How much more, like, what's the difference between a typical starter home in Chilliwack versus Abbotsford? What, what, how much do you save? I would save maybe 50 to 80,000 difference. So it's significant. Yeah. 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 It really is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and that's for, yeah, for a single family detached home. Yeah. Right. Either that or the families are going back into the city because they're originally from there or the commute or what have you. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. They're tired of grandma saying, I never get to see the kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. 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 And and the, the, the drive, the Highway 1 drive is just, I mean, it, it's so bad during rush hour. If you're doing it all the time, it wears on you. It right? really it, does. It really does. So, yeah. um, what do you find is the mentality of the process? Because now when you left here, we didn't our market wasn't in this awful situation where we had you know, poorly written offers or unconditional offers yes. and all this stuff. So what's the vibe now? My frustration with the market right now is we get offers and agents, you know, they want documents tomorrow. They, you write an offer as a buyer's agent and they say, why is your subject removal so long? And it's eight days, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. how does that sort of look for you? We are definitely more relaxed <laughs> when it comes to um, your deposit amount and for the, um, the, the subject removal. Like I always know know when I'm working with a realtor from Langley or the city I'm like oh yeah they're from the city they're so uptight (laughs) but I find that things are are you know we're not you've gone native (laughs) I know right look at me um yeah so I mean for the most part I would say that that yeah it's it's a little more relaxed obviously when we were in the you know we're slightly behind you guys as far as activity goes so what I do is I watch what the market's doing in Vancouver and Tri-Cities and everything and then I you know kind of know that we're a couple of months behind kind of like a tidal wave it comes out absolutely yeah Yeah. so we feel it in Abbotsford first and then it goes into Chilliwack sort of right after that right did you get to the point where like were you getting subject free offers at the height of craziness oh yeah oh yeah you know 50,000 over asking. Yep. Like, okay, so the yep. insanity did come all the way out there. Yep. And yep. just before we move on, Matt said eight days. It's interesting, as a disciple of Jerry Major, the first deal I ever did with Jerry, I had an eight-day subject removal, and he crossed it out and was like 14. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm not getting the documents that quick. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the other thing, too, yeah. because, yeah, you have to pay to get to get the documents. <laughs> yeah, that, that, totally. that was That's such method. a Jerry major. I just, that's why I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to pay a rush. Yeah, yeah no, no that was not part no of way. his budget. 
that, like, I'm sure Jerry's never watched this. We were definitely sending this to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the one quick clip. Okay, so, so I'm sorry to have totally derailed. Our... That's so funny, though. <laughs> yes. Okay, so eight-day subject removal. Okay, yes. keeping things in line. Uh, yeah. We're talking about the wave. I did want to ask you yeah, about that. Yeah, Because of course. we are feeling a wave right now. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, we started to notice it in Vancouver proper. Yeah. Multiple offers, things are happening. We're getting a little bit of it. What's your vibe for the Abbots for Chilliwack market? People listening, maybe wondering, what, what do you expect yeah. for the spring? Um, I expect that it's going to be a busy spring. Um, we're definitely low inventory right now. Um, I We were in multiple offers once already this year. Um, but that was in Aldergrove, so I'm not I'm not <laughs> entirely surprised because Langley Aldergrove, de- there's more activity that does happen there. Um, that being said, though, I don't feel like we're too far away from from being that busy, just because our inventory is so low and buyers are out there too, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, so our fall market was was I think slower than than your guys's, and so when I think you said that you started to pick up in October, in October. October November, we didn't pick up in October and November. We picked up sort of like first week of December, and we're like yeah. what is what? going on here yeah like december was a very busy month every all the listings that i had they all got sold all like in the month of december yeah which is not exactly typical for for the pre-christmas no. market yeah december is makes... typically the second slowest month that's of the right year. well maybe even first august and december seem to that's be the right. slowest. i agree yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. it makes sense the money just started moving that way right as we were yeah. getting deals done in november it means people head your way that's right, right. clicks its way east I want to go back really quick. You mentioned some people move further out to Chilliwack. Yes. Some people are like, no, I got to go back to the city. Mm -hmm. If you've got somebody that's sitting down and like, oh, I'm thinking about moving to Abbotsford. Mm -hmm. Is there something where you're like, like, what are the signs that like, oh, yeah, Abbotsford would be a really good fit for you? Or Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, you're going to like this. You will not vibe at all with what's going on like how can can you tell when you meet somebody if if Abbotsford's maybe the right or wrong choice for them um yes and no um I I sort of you know there's there's two ways of of looking at it I say okay well you know in a house or in a townhouse like what what are the key factors that you're looking for and b where do you commute to because that's going to be one of the biggest things you know how far of a commute is it going to be back and forth and I encourage them to drive it once or twice um, during rush hour, just to kind of make sure that they're okay with the feel of what it, you know, actually realistically feels like to go from point A to point B on a daily basis. Um, so, you know, it, sometimes if, I mean, it, rarely has this ever really happened, but, but, you know, if it turns out that it's a too far of a drive, then we, you know, mm-hmm. typically, I mean, I'm not just confined to Abbotsford, right? So, you know, yeah. if they're looking for something that's a little bit closer to, you know, Maple Ridge, then, you know, we just kind of go on the other side of the highway and we kind of go right. into, you know, Mission or Albion, right? And so, you know, we kind of try and think of different options. And that's one nice thing about, um, you know, being in the Valley is when I was in New West, everything is so condensely populated here in New West that we didn't, I didn't really learn, like I, I never left New West. It was just this little bubble that we were in. Right. Yeah. Um, also and, the Jerry major business model. Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. I remember I had to ask him for permission to go to North Delta. I'm like, can I go to North Delta? I have a client. <laughs> and, um, anyways, but, but yeah, in the, in the Valley, it's just, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not abnormal for us to kind of go from from city to city, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you were talking about the technical things like, uh, you know, is it on septic? Is it on a well? Testing yeah. that. Yep. What about the non-technical things? Like when somebody is considering moving to Abbotsford, mm-hmm. like to me, Abbotsford, because I don't know Abbotsford, yep. Yep. is Abbotsford. Yes. Like I wouldn't know what the equivalent of Queen's Park is and Queensboro and what, what all the, like, yeah. what things should somebody who's thinking about moving there be thinking about that maybe they don't even know that they should be thinking of course about. yeah well I mean Abbotsford and Chilliwack are both both like this but every place is going to have you know they're, they're both divided into two sides of town right so there's okay. East Abbotsford and West Abbotsford and Chilliwack you've got Chilliwack and Sardis okay. which is sort of north and south so to speak of the highway of the highway yep. yeah yep. yeah and um you know each has their their pros and cons on one side of the highway or one side of town is typically 
cheaper. Um, but then it also has, you know, your downtown core, which, uh, you know, I mean, it's like any downtown core in any city, right? It always kind of brings the the foot traffic and the, you know, the yeah. things that you may not want in your back door, you know, in your backyard, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I had to relearn all of the, the areas and what are the ritzy part of town and, you know, what Eagle Mountain is, because that's sort of like the, Is you Eagle know, Mountain good? The, it's, it's the ritzy, okay. hoity-toity part of town. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, you know, it's up high on the mountain. So you've got like the views of the valley. I mean, they're, they're gorgeous homes, right? But that's sort of, yeah, I mean, every, every, mm-hmm. every city or town is going to have the, you know, like the nice parts of town, the middle class, the sure. kind of, you know, in between stages. So, um, yeah, and Chilliwack's very much the same thing, right? So, you know, whenever I have somebody coming to town that's that's new, um, oftentimes I'll, you know, I'll sit down with them and, you know, kind of lay out the city and say, okay, this is the pros and cons of being on this side of town. You know, you're going to yeah. get a better house on this side of town. But, you know, th- I mean, there's just the pros and cons of everything. Right. And I, I give it to them straight. I say, look, I'm going to I'm gonna give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm not going to hold back because as your buyer's agent, that's my job, right? right? Well, and that's what they want. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good taste as to what people should expect if they're yeah. thinking of going that way and listening. And I, I hope they learn a lot. I, you got any other questions? No, I, I just want to say thank you very much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank you, you for having you me. Are, you are so busy. You've got everything going on, <laughs> plus your... Uh, Expecting a new baby. Yes. And you have a five-year-old son. <laughs> and and my, my warning I wanted to pass on to you yes. is uh, two is so much harder than one. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you why. And it gets easier. Yes. Like my, my daughter is three. My son is six. Once she, the second one can walk and talk and, and do stuff, yep. so much easier. Yep. But what I was not ready for, which our friend Jeremy Ray, who is absent, is going through right now. He just had his second baby. Yeah. Is with baby number one. You get to sleep when that baby naps. Oh, yeah. With baby number two, when that second baby finally goes to bed, your <laughs> neglected baby number one is like, okay, mom, time to spend time with Let's me. Party. Yeah. <laughs> So get ready. Well, you know, lucky for me, I have, um, you know, my 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 son is already in in school, and so he's got yeah. after school care, and I've already got this one pre like on the waiting list for <laughs> Sean's old daycare. So like, and, you know, I, I have a lot of help, and I think that that's the key thing. When you're this busy, you need yeah you need to be able to have help both yeah. in in business and personal. So I'm actually super curious about that and I want to wrap this episode and I'll let you do that Jeff but I think if you can if you could stay for like five more minutes I want to have like a separate bonus chat about being a mom in real estate and maybe on the way I think a lot of listeners would be interested in doing that we'll make that its own little standalone absolutely love to cool do you want to do that now or you want to do that after our wrap up you wrap the episode okay We'll close this one. Like we're going to have a little bonus content that we release separately or after the credits secret content content. separate okay separate All right. well uh Thank you again Thank so you. much. This was an absolute pleasure. It was great it was uh, so seeing you again. Yes, it was great to see you. Now, if our listeners want to find you online, where do they do that? Uh, you can head to my website, www.themodernrealtors.com, or text me, 778-347-4663. Awesome. And you'll be in very good hands if you decide to chat with Fane. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get hold of Matt or our absent co-host, Jeremy, you can find them at thenewwestguys.com. If you want to get a hold of me, Jeff, I'm at realestatenewwest.com. Thank you very much.